All right. Are you ready? Are we anything else? Yeah. 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 No, I think we're ready. I think we're centered. Mm. We are Grounded. powerful. Um, mm-hmm. We are everything we need. Uh, that's getting weird, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Anne Lundholm, and this show has everything. A proliferation of Hillary's. Oh, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. Oh, no, I do. Oh, no, I do. I do. Okay. More trips to the vet. A munchy madness bracket update. Foul slander of my favorite cereal. Your conspiracy theories and much more. Today's topic is cheapskate versus big spender. Which things we are weirdly not willing to open our wallets for and what has us saying, take my money, please. <laughs> Joining me for tonight's conversation from Garden View Studios in Albany, New York, it's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. Good evening, Anne. And from Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening, Anne. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'd say with my martini, as previously mentioned. <laughs> and from, from Money Fit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening, Anne. <laughs> I'm just trying to outdo Hillary. You sound like a vampire. I have my martini and my cigarette in the same hand. Oh, so much cooler. Whoa, she's a professional. (laughs) As always, we'll start with a little small talk. We'll take a look in the mailbag, expose our money idiosyncrasies in medium talk, make some Tishi recommendations, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Let's get into small talk, Hillary. Okay, um, well, I am leading the small talk charge, but I might just bounce it back to Anne with a Tishi Munchy Madness update. I wish we had like a theme song. Yeah. It's like. Da, 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 da. Where's John Tesh when you need him? I know. Well, I think we have a theme song now. I think I just heard it. <laughs> I, I was really worried for a minute that it was going to turn into the He Man theme song. <laughs> I bet we could get Gregory to midify that and make oh, it. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Would yeah. love it. All right, yes. we are we are into it now, people. We are into the Munchy Madness tournament. Uh, we've had the first round, the Sweet Sixteen, the only sixteen, yeah, the Sweet Sixteen. That really actually is very appropriate. Yep. And thank you, Hillary, for putting the polls up on the Facebook group. And the data is in, folks. And I have the uh, next round of competitors. Who won their matchup? Wait, I have to close the intro. That's not it. Um, Okay. Let's go first to the uh, mascot heavy division. The matchup of Cap'n Crunch versus Fruit Loops. It was not close. The captain pulls it out. Captain Crunch with 54.1% of the vote is moving wow. on to the next round. Wow. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> Fruit Loops lovers. So 
maybe it helps that he has so many varieties to work with yes. and there's only yeah. one variety of fruit loops but you know that's kellogg's problem <laughs> for not only diversifying one, one variety of fruit loops there's not it's not like skittles where there's like tropical fruit loops and like i've never seen a commercial for them and one would think alternate it? flavors of fruit loops <laughs> Like Apple Jacks doesn't count, right? That's no. a different. It's a different uh, branding. It's probably the same cereal. Right. Well, anyway. All right. Well. Don't let me slow us down. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. The other uh, mascot matchup, the the Count versus the Leprechaun. Count Chocula versus Lucky Charms. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Hillary. <laughs> Lucky the Leprechaun won. Lucky Charms with 57.1%. It's okay. Oh, Chunky Loms is okay. Go <laughs> yeah, ahead. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Moving on to the still sugared but less mascotty um, division, I guess. Uh, we've got Frosted Flakes versus Cinnamon Toast Crunch. This is an interesting one. I think this is an upset. Cinnamon really? Toast Crunch, 51.4%. No, that makes of total the sense. Vote does I, yeah, too. I feel like if you're going to go for sugary, kind of like topping flaky thing, you're going to go all the way. Like Frosted Flakes kind of fakes like it's like, I'm a flake. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch is like, we're just nope. Cinnamon Toast. <laughs> like, fuck off. We're in processed, enriched wheat flour, <laughs> is what we are. Yes. <laughs> There's no brand here. Uh, all right, moving on to the most lopsided contest in uh, this. I got some complaints about this matchup. <laughs> Guess what? Sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was Golden Grams versus Fruity Pebbles. And the winner by a landslide, Golden Grams at 65.9%. Yes. That's it's a mandate. You thought Fruity Pebbles would yeah. come out bigger? Yeah. Well, they didn't tie their shoelaces. They tripped while running onto the court. <laughs> well, they had to, like, they had to, like, ride in the car with their feet. There were no wheels, so they just had to, like, oh, you no. know. <laughs> they were tired by the time they got there. <laughs> it's also the only cereal in this bracket that interrupts a Supreme Court justice nominee. <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Now we're moving into fake healthy, uh, pretensions to healthiness, but really, come on. Yeah. In the first matchup, it was Frosted Mini Wheats versus Life. I'm a little bit surprised that it wasn't closer. Frosted Mini Wheats ran away at 64.3% of the vote. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think know. There are a lot of Frosted Mini Wheat fans out there. I guess there are. I love a Frosted Mini Wheat. Me too. More than one. I mean, one would be <laughs> a one frosted mini. Wasn't yeah. there a commercial series where it was the kid going to school and the frosted mini wheat like sat on his shoulder? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the kid was like scared of going to school, maybe, and it like helped him. Yeah, frosted mini wheat is mini wheat man. I don't know. It was gonna give him <laughs> like fortify him for the day ahead. Well, all right. Moving on. Um. Pretty upset about the next matchup, <laughs> personally. In the battle of Raisin Bran versus Cracklin' Oat Bran. The battle of the brands. Raisin Bran with 51.7% of the Squeaking vote. By. And we had some slander against Cracklin' Oat Bran, which I will bring up shortly. It's unacceptable. I know. The final quadrant, 
going to the last two matches, Cheerios versus Rice Krispies, the OGs. Cheerios with 53.1% of the vote. You can't get Cheerios down. No. Nope. That is how it goes. And finally, oof, this was just sad. Chex versus Grape Nuts. Chex won 63.4% yeah. of the vote. This is the yeah. end of the line for Grape Nuts University. Get out of here, Grape Nuts. I feel like it's because Chex can be used in other manners. So, like, it, it's not straight up cereal. So people are like, oh, well, I like checks in a savory not, form. It's not gravel. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. that, I like grape nuts, but it, I understand the graveliness. Yes. Hillary, I cannot believe you're making that argument when we talked so much about grape nuts pudding and grape nuts ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What I'm are sorry. you right? saying? <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Are we sure that there aren't any bins coming in from Crackland precincts that haven't been counted yet? <laughs> It's going to be a there's going to be a January sixth like <laughs> storming of the General Mills, <laughs> and I'm going to be there. I'm going to have the brands. face paint. <laughs> um, all right, so that means that the matchups for next week are as follows: Captain Crunch versus Lucky Charms. I have an inkling who's going to win, but we'll see. Yeah, and the next one now this people. Cinnamon Toast Crunch versus Golden Grams. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's the artificially gold matchup. I was hoping I'd never have to make this choice. Uh, In the pretensions to healthiness, we have Frosted Mini Wheats versus Raisin Bran. And in the actually kind of healthy, it's Cheerios versus Chex. Interesting. Toddlers like to eat it dry division. (laughs) Gans like to eat it dry division. I'm actually, I'm looking at a Ziploc bag full of um, kicks right now sitting on my desk. So I had to go buy a box of kicks because of past conversations. Mm. (laughs) I could go for some marshmallow kick streets. Mm. Ooh, that sounds good. That doesn't qualify for baking with Anne if it's just melting marshmallows, right? <laughs> no. I mean, we already made the marshmallows. Yeah. This is the logical next step. We're going to be making homemade kicks, people. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody so... get your extruder out. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the update. We've got the Elite Eight Next week, yes. it's getting exciting. We'll see who advances in the tournament. I'm excited. I like the participation. People get really stoked about cereal, so it's fun. Yes, thank you, everybody, for voting. Your voice matters. Your vote counts. <laughs> Stay in line. I, I should think that the <laughs> the loss of Cracklin' Oat Brand shows that I am not... Uh, twiddling the vote count. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like throwing them. You're just deleting, dirty deleting people's yep. votes as they vote. Yeah. No, she's not doing it. Anne is above board in all things. My integrity is all that I have. <laughs> not true. Um, all right. Well, I'm excited for the next round of voting. It's going to get heated, I bet. Um, I, I don't know why I put this on the run sheet because... By the time this airs, the Oscars will hopefully be over. 
Hopefully. <laughs> um, but I'm just getting excited about them. I kind of like forgot that they were this week because they're so much later than they normally. Well, last year was weird. And this yep. year is continuously going to be weird. But yeah, um, this is a month late. I know. It's it's usually in February, but I'm very excited. I, I'm i excited to, I mean, we'll, Christy and I'm sure we'll discuss it next week, but I'm excited to talk about who wore what, who won, what's going to happen. I need to watch a bunch of movies. Christy, like I always say to Christy, she's so good about watching all the movies, like even if she is not interested in watching them. Like I'm not going to watch Dune probably. It's just not going to happen. It's not for me. I can, I can, I like Timothy Chalamet. I tip my cap, but. I'm like not super interested in it, but anyway, I'm very, very excited about it. So that is what I'm going to be prepping for this week. And I've already listened to like three podcasts, different podcasts predicting who they think are going to win. So I've got my ballot ready. Does your office have an Oscar pool? Surprisingly, no. Um, I should make one. I should, should do that. I should do that for like, you know, I, I really bow out. Surprisingly, with my personality, you would think I would get into like... I don't know, office antics or whatever. And anytime that like yesterday it was, Oh, it's, we're celebrating March birthdays with like, um, like a, I don't know, they had cake or something, which I was like, I'm not, I just, it's not even like I'm not interested in the cake. It's like, I'm just not interested in talking to people like milling about there. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because I am a social person, but I like, just don't want to have awkward small talk with people that I see every day. I'm like, I'm good. Goodbye. I, I hate when I get stuck in an elevator with somebody I sort of know. And I'm like, so how you doing? What's going on? And like, it's just too awkward. So I just sit at my desk curmudgeonly. I find the elevator so excruciating uh, that I take the stairs to the fourth floor every time. I would, but I'm on the 17th goddamn floor and <laughs> I can't. That would be a lot. Yeah. I, and I don't even know if there's a stairwell that I wouldn't get locked into and like have to like scream for help. So I'm not going to do that. But anyway, um, so, but I, regardless, I'm very excited and I will be, yeah, Christina and I will discuss it on the next episode. Um, uh, okay. Meredith, more importantly, tell us about bears recheck. <laughs> so at his last vet visit, um, when he finally did get sedated, they drew, uh, his labs and it turns out one of his liver enzymes was a little bit high and the vet said you know that could be from anything it could be from stress um, which probably was the case because he <laughs> I had dragged him in there three days in a row because we couldn't get near him <laughs> once he was there um, so she said you know let's recheck it in a month and we'll see what what's up so I called and scheduled and they said okay we can do 130 and this was on Tuesday and I had to go ahead ahead of time to pick up the extreme sedation medicine that he needs. And it's called Dexdomator. And <laughs> it's, I don't know if you're allowed to give it at home, but she sent me home with a syringe of it to squirt in his mouth like 10 minutes before I leave. And it makes him just extremely loopy, so much so that he will allow the vet to come near him because he wasn't allowing even me to come near him in the exam room last time. So... I was I was very, very nervous the first time I did this, but I kind of had it down, and so I got the medicine in him pretty easily. Did um, you do the tuna thing again? Yeah, I dipped the, uh, the end of the syringe in some stinky food, and he was interested in that enough to where he didn't immediately run away. Um, and that comes into play a little bit later. So 
he, you know, started to get sleepy. I put him in his carrier and we drive to the vet. And when we get there, he's not fully out. And they, they <sighs> told me that it would take about eight minutes the first time. And it did. And he was, you know, sleepy and kind of groggy and stumbly, but he was not like out, out. He wasn't sleeping. So I was like, oh, great. I guess this is taking longer. And the vet came in and she was like, oh, you know what? I didn't give you the same doses last time. Oh, I was like, okay. So she gave me a small syringe with the extra, like what, one milligram or whatever it was. <laughs> chaser. The chaser and left the room for me to give it to him. I was like, thanks a lot. Um, and he, I didn't have anything fun to dip it in. And so as soon as he smelled the medicine, he ran away from me and hissed at me. Ooh. So, I mean, we're in the exam room. We couldn't, he didn't get that far um, he jumped you can up run but you can't <laughs> he jumped up onto the counter and, and and crouched in the sink um which is where he was feeling safe so i let him stay there and um you know they tried they they wrapped him up in a towel and they laid him down very gently and tried to like get a little poke in his leg and he immediately swiped at them and hissed and so they were like okay never mind we're not doing this it's fine his labs are probably fine I'm not worried about him. He's young. He was probably just stressed out. Let's just send him home. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> that was fun for yeah. no reason. And you're like, great. So glad that we did this. Yes. And Ugh. I mean, I didn't have to, I had to pay for this, for the drug, but it was like $10. So, but it was still, I mean, it was a lot of, a lot of stress and time out of my day that yeah, I, you paid yeah. time. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's but sucks. I did yeah. get a very, very funny picture of him while he was hiding in the sink, <laughs> and his mouth was open, um, and his eyes are half closed. If you want to see that, go to my Instagram, um, oh, or maybe cool. I'll remember to put it in the show notes one of these days. Um, but baby. he was very, very drunk. He was like, you know, I was holding him at first before before he got real mad, and he had his head just like I could feel it kind of like falling back towards my face and then he was leaning on my face and then the vet po poked her head in and she was like his tongue is sticking out oh my god <laughs> it's like Will Ferrell and um what is the old school where he gets like shot with a tranquilizer oh, yes. and he's like, like, but he won't fall. He's like, Marr. it's very much like that. So I don't know what we're going to do for future vet visits. I hope the Prozac like calms him down a little bit, I, but I don't baby. have a lot of hope that it'll do that. that he is so. resistant. He's like, no, he can fight through it. Yeah. I mean, he's on another sedation drug all the time, but even when I give him extra of that, he can, he can get through that pretty easily. <laughs> so. Poor high strung little guy. Oh, um, well, he looks cute yeah, while being does. high. Yep. Um, well, and, and thank you for reminding me. This is the last little small talk. So in the um, chronicles of um, us getting other people's emails of people of our same name, um, I think I had talked about this before, but, um, oh, okay. Because I'm psycho, when I started at my old, old job, the company was formerly called Oxford Commercial. So I like Googled my name plus Oxford. I didn't add the commercial part. And it brought up this woman named Hillary Butler um, who was showing her art in Oxford, Mississippi. And I was like, wait a second. So then I, of course, like had to go on a deep dive on her. She lives in Memphis, really close to where I went to school. So, of course, I had to email her like the crazy <laughs> person I am and was like, oh, my God, you won't believe this. But I'm Hillary Butler as well. I went to college in Memphis. 
whatever, blah, blah, blah. She's really sweet. She's actually met some of my friends because she has an art studio in this like cool part of Memphis. And she was like, I met one of your friends. Um, her husband's name is David. So it's very weird. Um, so we've had like sort of a cordial email relationship. And occasionally, so um, my email address is a certain way and hers is the opposite. Whatever. I have the better version of the email. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes by cool Hillary. So yes, it's only yes, exactly. Um, so occasionally I will get emails from for her and I'll forward them to her. And there's a couple other Hillary Butlers that I have gotten. I've got a woman's like travel itinerary to Cyprus and I'm like, this is not mine. And I found her somehow. Anyway, so I you got should go to Cyprus though. It's sweet. I know, I want to. I was like, I'm extremely jealous of your um of your travel itinerary. But so um yesterday I got an email um that said it was from Oh, somebody. And the title is Church Conference Letter. Now, also with Hillary Butler in Memphis, I know that she's a member of a church because I got an email or she sent an email that she was meaning to send to herself to like read it. And she sent it to me instead. And oh. so I was like, I know, I know. I'm like, hey. And it like, was you regarding. You get your own email, right? <laughs> wow. I know. So I forwarded it back to her and I said, I think you meant to send this to yourself. And she, whatever. I we had a conversation about it because it was an interesting email. So anyway, I get this email yesterday that says church conference letter it says, good afternoon. And Hillary Butler, me, I'm BCC'd on this. Good afternoon. Please see attached letter and sample ballot regarding a call, a called church conference at Pennington UMC on Sunday, April 3rd, 2022 concerning disaffiliation from the UMC. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh. so I'm trying to kind of Google it. It, <laughs> it is, it's the, lady that sent it is the there's like the Tennessee Western Kentucky Conference of the UMC the United Methodist Church and so I'm like oh what's going and so I'm thinking well this is maybe Hillary Butler in Memphis but I googled the Pennington UMC and it's kind of like a Nashville or something anyway so I forwarded it to Hillary Butler in Memphis and I said I don't know if this is for you but I just thought you might want to have it because you know just in case and she said she emailed me back today and she said oh that's weird this is for a church in kentucky and i'm in memphis is there another hillary butler out there if so what are the rules of of allowing her into our club (laughs) hope you're well (laughs) um anyway so it the hillary butler's the hillary's butler i don't know i don't know how you do it um grow but yeah i i I am weird and that I struck a friendship and she has, like I said, she's an artist and I actually have a piece of her art. Um, cause I, I like it and I think it's really pretty. It's not I cheap. That's a great actually. way to make a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And next time I go to Memphis, which I haven't been, sorry, Amy in a really long time, I will definitely go and visit her. So maybe we'll have a Hillary Butler, Hillary Butler, Dave Butler, Dave Butler picture. <laughs> oh my God. It's that's like- so weird. Now. Okay. Hear me out. Yes. Swinging. Uh (laughs) Um, you know because since i got the church letter from her i'm assuming that she probably wouldn't be super into it depends on what kind of church it is (laughs) yeah it's true it's true i'm just thinking it would be simple there's no chance of you yelling out the wrong name (laughs) um it's like those people like they have it's like twins who marry twins and it's like is that cheating i don't know i mean it is but yeah. You know, no, my listen. email person, my same email lady never wrote me back. And now I feel really dumb. Rude. There's another Hillary Butler because I have because I'm also a narcissist and I have a Google alert on myself. Um, but and it's whenever it comes up, it's there's a pre- 
former professional football player who was actually a Seahawks player named Hillary Butler, but that's obviously not me. He's always in the news. Is it obvious? Mean obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean I should buy one of Professor Robert A. Pape's books? Yes. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yes. So his, his you 2005 can put it on your bookshelf book, and make it look like you wrote a book. Dying to <laughs> Win. Pass it off as yours. Yes. Or his book, Bombing to Win, or his book, Cutting the Fuse. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a thriller it, series. It does. <laughs> it sounds like, a, like a, what is the, Jack Ryan? Yeah, like a yeah. Tom Clancy or something. Except it's real life. Sorry. Wait, wait. Wait, what are you saying about Tom Clancy novels? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let us move on then to the mailbag. Should we just get Ted's voice memo out of the way since yes. it is serial related? Yes. Yes. Um, Ted sent us a fantastic voice memo this week with his particular thoughts on our serial bracket uh and uh that is well worth playing it's like a he said it's a four minute email but did not feel long while i was listening to it so way to go ted let's take a listen now hey kids it's ted from chicago um no it's been a while since we talked last i don't think we've spoken since uh since mike passed it's about the only reason i would ever download an episode of the show that must not be named it was good to hear jen but condolences he seemed like a really great guy anyways onto the serial um right from the start you got two number one seeds up against each other captain crunch and fruit loops um now i'm not a sugar cereal dude my what i guess it would be bread you know just some crunchy crossed french bread you know, you could, like, toast the entire loaf. That would be delicious. In fact, that was delicious. So, I would always, you know, whenever there was the 8 to 10 pack of mini boxes, you know, cousins or brothers would grab the Fruit Loops, the Captain Crunches, and I would just be really happy with the Raisin Bran or the Cheerios. Um, but anyways, uh, I just, Fruit Loops are like the kind of the quintessential just sugar bomb cereal, so I kind of go with that. Next up, Count Chocula and Lucky Charms. Um, whew. I mean, just mascots. I mean, I mean, the little offensive drunken Irish brawler. I mean, really, that's what that smells like, you know. And then there's the university who's marginally less hated than Duke. You know, have you seen your mascot? I mean, do you have any self-respect? So we got to go with Count Chocula. I mean, just the better mascot. And, um, you know, so we'll go with that. Frosted Flakes and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Never had Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, but Frosted Flakes is the classic. Look at all the sugar. Just sugar everywhere. So you got to kind of go with Frosted Flakes. Uh, Golden Grahams, Fruity Pebbles. Never had either of them. Fruity Pebbles, the Flintstones, I guess. Um, life. Oh, life. I mean, they got just as much sugar as Frosted Flakes, but it's all hidden. And I think they were the first ones with that, you know, 17 essential vitamins and minerals bullshit. So, yeah, no points for that. So we'll go Frosted Mini Wheats. At least they're honest. And then uh, Raisin Bran, Cracklin' Oat Bran. Never had Cracklin' Oat Bran. Raisin Bran, come on. It's, it's, it's the classic. It's, you know, Paul Newman versus Ben Affleck. I mean, there's just, it's just not even a choice. Next up, Cheerios and Rice Krispies. Both solid contenders. 
there's a lot of depth in Cheerios, especially multi-grain Cheerios. I mean, you can have that a lot, and it's really good. But you got to give points to Rice Krispies for just kind of originality. I mean, it's, that's a different cereal. But Cheerios, like you know, that's kind of one of my faves. So we got to go Cheerios. And then last up, uh, you know, checks and Grape Nuts. I mean, Grape Nuts. Yule Gibbons. You know, we used to feed this to our pigs, but we could make more money selling it to you. You know, humans invented fire so you could digest stuff like that. You know, so having it on a bunch of cold milk just doesn't go anywhere. And Wheat Chex is the quintessential cereal, the texture, the mouthfeel. Sure, it's got a lot of sugar, but, you know, it doesn't seem like it does. But it's always, you know, it's never on sale, except once a year they'll do a five for five, and that's about it. So that's the only time, I, only time of year I get it. Otherwise, it's a solid four fifty nine dollars a box, which I'm never going to buy. Anyways, um, so that's my choices. Hope that was clear. Don't know. But I'm coming down to Houston next month. Um, I haven't been there in 30 years. So we're going to visit. My son and I are going. We're going to go see the JSC. And we're going to have a, just a crap load of FUDs and Schlotzkys. Um, so that'll be fun. So anyways, um, it's nice talking to you. And we'll hopefully talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The only part where I start to get irritated with you, Ted... <laughs> Is when you said Raisin Bran versus Cracklin Oat Bran is like Paul Newman versus Ben Affleck. You said you never had Cracklin Oat Bran, Ted. How do you know? And also, Affleck is not untalented. No. No. You did some, what was that, um, Hollywoodland? Where you played George Reeve? The original... Superman. Screen Superman. He was great yeah. in that, I yeah. thought. I think that Ben Affleck is a complicated guy that is capable of doing good work. Yes. I think he has some addiction issues. Yes. That have perhaps um, changed the course of some of the things that he may have done. You're obviously talking about his Dunkin' Donuts addiction, right? (laughs) Yes. It's his work. You know what I think? Like, kind of like... um, Brad Pitt or somebody who's a good-looking guy who is penned as a leading like actor, I think that Ben Affleck is a great um, character actor. I think he's really good in supporting roles, and I think that when he's put in lead roles, he's not as good. Yep. Would agree. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's my reaction to Ted's thoughts about <laughs> cereal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm distracted now looking at pictures of Ben Affleck with his Duncan. <laughs> with his like barrels of Duncan. He always yeah. has so much Duncan. Um but Ted, I did incorporate your votes into the um to the findings and I believe your raisin brand vote tipped it. <gasps> no. No. What? So it was tied. Your honorable. Until... Seems like an incomplete ballot though, doesn't it? <laughs> Like it wasn't notarized or whatever? Or... <laughs> Was it witnessed by an old priest and a young priest? I'm going to have to do gonna some investigation. The... Are you going to close the voting? Like, oh, I... could yeah, this I pro... possibly change? No, it, it, we're, we're signed sealed. We're done. <laughs> no, no absentee ballots are coming okay, so in. Your chance. <laughs> you didn't vote. But anyway, thank you for that, Ted. That was very entertaining. I liked getting your thoughts on all of the cereals. Um, let's move on to some other mail. Now, we forgot to talk about one of these on last week's show, and I'm so glad that it got sent again so that we can talk about it. So we got a couple of emails from 
our listener, listener Brian, who rudely addresses them just to Christy. What the hell? It's a lot of people involved in this show, not just Christy. Yep. So Brian says, Christy, you got into podcasting and content creation for the love of the topic and the love of creative work. Whether it is audio editing, show notes, or social media promotions, we can help automate. This show has everything. Your productivity and enjoyment will skyrocket. Let's set up a time to see what tasks we can automate for you. You can grab the time that's most convenient for you from my Calendly link here. (laughs) Brian Carney, co-founder slash CEO of Awesome Pros. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brian, I mean, can you do that? Quite an offer. Well, then, all right. Let's the second note from Brian. He's really such a dedicated listener to our show. uh, Again, rudely addresses it to Christy. But, you know, whatever. He says, Christy, if you have tasks that drain your time and energy, we can take those from you. Many of our clients say show notes and audio editing are the most difficult part of podcasting don't disagree (laughs) we handle the show notes and can create a custom template that works for you for audio editing we use isotope rx8 for audio mastering the top software in the industry our pros have made it so much easier to get my podcast out to the world what i am new to (laughs) podcasting but without rain and michael i would never be able to produce an episode what is your biggest challenge in podcasting? Thanks, Brian. Hmm. What? Um, hmm. I, I mean, when this came through the first time, <laughs> Bobby was like, people get paid for show notes <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and editing. And I was like, um, finger up. I would like a raise. <laughs> yes, please. Show notes, Zero. Show notes are the last thing I do before I post the show on the weeks I'm editing. And it's usually me sitting in my chair or laying in bed with my laptop and Sam wondering why I'm focusing so hard. And I'm like, no, there has to be a parallel structure to it. I know. I want my show notes to sound professional. Or at least be uh, funny. Like, yes. one or the other. Yes. You know, mine are always long. I try so hard to cut them down, but... I just feel like you got to get all the good parts in there. But anyway, Brian is going to take all that worry and stress from us. Guys, I don't know what his rates are. But awesome pros. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) I'm looking for where's his calendar e link or whatever. Calendly. Calendly. I feel like we should all sign up for appointments on his calendar. (laughs) Uh, well, and I want to know about Rain and Michael. Yeah, who, who are, are these they? guys? They came in like, you know, in the third act. What's going on with them? I know. And honestly, how, where did he get, where, <laughs> how did he get this email to us as a show, but it has Christy's name on it? Yeah. Right. Like, where did he find out about us? Is it like Christy's name on the tax documents? <laughs> Maybe or something, but I I don't know. Brian's following up on those leads, generating those cold calls, and I <laughs> applaud him for it. I'm sure it works on somebody. Who? <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. as far as spam goes, this is pretty like legible and yeah, you know, makes sense. 
and actually is applicable to our situation, kind of. Yeah, this isn't um, Jennifer Fur offering right. us the intimate photos. She <laughs> oh, it was wasn't it? Um, Irina promised her our her intimate photos the last time. <laughs> so many women have intimate photos that they're willing to send. They know where to send them? If we just click on the link, guys. In my uh, years of experience asking, I can tell you almost none. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody stay on the edge of their seat for the next yeah. developments with Brian, and we'll see what awesome pros can do for us to take our podcast to the next level. Yes. All right, let's go to some question of the week responses. We got more responses on this. <laughs> I thought we would. <laughs> and the very inside baseball question of, what was it? How did YouTube know that I, Anne, was cleaning my baking trays in order to suggest uh, baking tray cleaning videos for me? Um, and uh, first of all, we're going to go with Anne Louise, who says, I'm going with they were using that post because it was pie day, and it was a coincidence that Anne had just cleaned her trays. Now, Anne Louise, that's a very good thought. Yeah. I should look at the calendar. I think it was before Pi Day. It was before Pi Day, but I suppose the lead could, up to Pi Day. Yes, the, they could the know that I have before Pi Day. I have in previous times looked at videos for baking things mm. and made the assumption that I would bake something for Pi Day and that the tray would have to be cleaned. Okay, I'm with you, Anne Louise. Yeah. Sam says the new toilets have spyware. <laughs> 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 Probably. Now, the toilets, they're not smart toilets. Like, they're quality <laughs> toilets, but there's not, not a lot of electronics involved with them. My, my, um, actually, Chelsea, who's, who comments later on, her dad is a doctor, and anytime she'd be like, I don't feel good when she was a kid, he'd go, diarrhea, loose stool. So then I imagine, like, <laughs> your, your toilets, like, reporting that you have diarrhea or loose stool. Great. This is not a joke that Anne enjoyed. Oh, I'm sorry. Yay. Sorry. Let's move on to Christy, <laughs> who said the answer is so obvious, it's birds, and gave us a link to birdsaren'treal.com slash pages slash the history. It's my yep. favorite conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, no birds. That's true. Amanda says, YouTube heard her scrubbing. Well, could be, I suppose. But really, the trick is that you put the baking soda paste on and just let it sit for a few hours. There's not that much scrubbing. Jonathan says the answer is always in the back of the book. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not skipping ahead, Jonathan. This isn't choose your own adventure. <laughs> You're not Harry like in When Harry Met Sally, where he's no. like, I always read the last page of the book. No. Linda says, quote, I'm not saying it was the aliens. But it was the aliens. <laughs> I mean, probably. Uh, Chelsea says, I-, I don't like this, Chelsea. Same thing happens to me. I think we're just more basic than we imagine. And the algorithm has us pegged. <laughs> Who are you calling basic? <laughs> You're anything but basic. Anne. I'm not basic. Um, now, the most substantial... Um, exchange on this from Lane who said my guess is that YouTube puts a tracking cookie in all videos by default which allows them to track non-YouTube activity via third party cookies this violates GDPR but unfortunately we aren't in Europe 
Which I would normally agree with Lane, as YouTube has done that many a time, or as in sometimes we just mention something on the show, and then your Facebook is giving you ads for it, and you're like, what is happening? It's clear that it's listening to you. But the problem was, I didn't look up anything, or search anything, or interact with any electronic media about this, about baking the pie, about cleaning the trays, about any of it. I do have a question for you, Anne. Did mm-hmm. you buy anything at the store related to this and use like a loyalty card? No. What I told Lane was the only thing I can think of was that I put rhubarb on my shopping list app. That's kind of a leap. It's kind of a leap. And so the big brother could have seen rhubarb. Nobody makes anything with rhubarb except pie. She must be making a pie. Ergo, she may need to clean her trays. That's right. That's just chewing rhubarb. Well, maybe. (laughs) I honestly don't know anything else that you do with rhubarb other than maybe like rhubarb crumble. But that's, you know, basically. Yeah. Same deal. Brian Kearney has a 9.30 p.m. appointment available tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask him about this. I'm yeah. curious, actually, he's got an appointment open um, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. At, Ooh. Uh, right? I wonder I if we can. smell a guest. Exactly. He's right at 8, 8 p.m. East. Yeah, it's right in our usual window. I don't know, guys. He's new to podcasting. Are we sure that he could handle this? No. Unless Rain and Michael are along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so Lane and I had a little bit more conversation, and she said, I am far from an expert, but I have written code for several ML algorithms. I don't know what ML is. ML. Uh, machine mm. learning. Oh, thank mm. you. Algorithms in my day. And I can tell you that using random starting points is a bit is a part of training and validation some of the time. This might be an infinite monkey theorem type situation. Yeah. It might be. Oh, it yeah. Might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I know what ML means, that makes sense. Yeah. Question, because she helped write some of that code, do you think she'll be spared in the uprising, or do you think she'll be killed first in the uprising? (laughs) I think she'll teach the machines. Well, but then theoretically, she holds the key to shutting the machines down. Mm. So, unless they learn too much. I, yeah, maybe, yeah, plug the vulnerabilities or something. She knows where the exhaust part on the Death Star is. Yeah, let's put it that yes. way. So I think Lane Lane is not long for the revolution. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Bye, Lane. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everybody, for trying to solve that problem with me. I'm still kind of down on the smart thermostat watching me a little bit because that would be able to see from across the room. But other than that, unless the microwave has somehow had like an upgrade in AI real recently... <laughs> I don't see what else it could be. Uh, so weird and disconcerting. Yep. Do the toilets have a sight line to the kitchen? I'm just curious. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Jesus, God, no. <laughs> Yikes. Mm. All uh. right. Well, on that note, <laughs> to medium talk, this week... We discuss uh, polar opposite ends of things. We've been noticing in recent weeks as we've talked about cereal, uh, especially uh, generic cereal, which you'll notice made it nowhere near the bracket 
No. For our ongoing voting as we go into the Elite Eight. I can't come I'm up with sorry, a good Sorry, Bobby. We're not doing Wegman's Frosted <laughs> Thatch Bits. <laughs> frosted Thatch Bits does not <laughs> sound good. I mean, it sounds good. It doesn't sound like breakfast cereal. Anyway. Hey, Puffs. Uh, no, no, no. I think Frosted Thatch Bits is going to be it. That's that's going to be the box. All right. Um, we... We are going to discuss two categories of things tonight. Uh, things uh, that we are, as it's on the run sheet, weirdly cheap about. Things that we refuse to spend more than we have to on. And then uh, the flip side of that, which is things we weirdly have no problem spending maybe even more money than we need to. Probably more money than we need to on. Uh, so where are we uh, particularly frugal? And where are we... Uh, uh, money is no object within reason uh, items. So we've got a list here. We each have a few things here. And I suspect that we will come up with a few more as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go from right to left. I feel like we always go from left to right. Hillary, what are you weirdly cheap about? Um. Okay. So I, I asked Dave, I said, what am I cheap about? And he said, I feel like I should know this but i can't think of anything but weirdly the other day he said you really hate buying things which i was like well that's not true but um i let me that's just cheap in general i i don't think i okay let me caveat this to say you know i feel like after we all graduated from college and lived our you know poor existences early on i was telling my sister the other day that when i moved to san francisco i made nine dollars nine dollars an hour and i san francisco Francisco. nine nine and i wasn't very cheap then and so i learned a very tough lesson of credit card debt which it sucks um as we all know um and so I, I started to get a little bit cheaper and cheaper. Um, and so I think now I'm kind of breaking out of it a little bit in that I feel like I have, you know, some like uh, expendable cash. It's not like we're rich or anything, but it, we're not going paycheck to paycheck. She's and got one of, like, those, uh, one of those guns that shoots dollar bills. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. Everybody like dance for me monkey okay here's here's a dollar or two um no but i i so i was thinking about i've been trying to like reform my ways in like not being cheap and what i mean about that is like spending money on things that are meaningful um but regardless the thing that i'm the most cheap on is food and by that i mean i don't mean i don't spend money on food i mean I buy the exact right amount of food to get us through the week. And if I have to throw things away or throw them in the freezer or whatever, it makes me like want to die. Like I feel, I feel anxiety about making food all week because I don't want the meat to go bad or I don't want the fruit or whatever to go bad. So that is where I, my cheapness is like, I will schedule, like I always, you know, when, Dave and I are talking about division of labor. He does plenty in the house, but I'm like, I think about our meal planning all week long. Like, what are we going to eat? What is it? Sure thing. That's like not going to go bad in the refrigerator because, and it's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid. It's, but I like, if I have to throw out an apple because somebody didn't eat it, like nobody's like, that's not going to put us in the poor house or anything, but it makes me feel so bad. It's like such a waste of money. I hate wasting money and that is the thing i hate wasting money on the most i would say that's less cheap and yeah. more 
not and smart. wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I kind of, but it, but there is a part though, like when we all get to the end of the week where I'm like, it are, there are tumbleweeds blowing through the <laughs> refrigerator. It's like, I gotta Goldfish go to the crackers for dinner. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I was going to ask if your family is sick of chipped beef yet. <laughs> deathly afraid of buying anything that might go bad. No. And the thing is, I don't want to buy like bad food. So that's why I'm like, okay, we got to get on this. Like we, we have to, I, I even like tonight I had planned out that we were going to make eat chili tonight and I had to prep it this morning. And I was like, I do not want to do this. And I don't, I really do not feel like, to, but there's an internal drive of me. It's like, nope. Then you're because I don't make food on the weekends, so I'm like, all right, I got to get through this. <sighs> That's anyway. interesting. You don't make food on the weekends. I mean, I don't make like dinner on the weekends. Oh, I, we see, usually... I would think it would be the other way around. Yeah. That you wouldn't cook on the weekdays. No, I cook. I don't know why. You know, you would think, but I'm like the week. It's the weekend. I am off. Like mm. I'm tapping out. I'm done. I don't want to. I don't want to do <laughs> shit on the weekend. Alice can handle this. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we still like make breakfast and lunches usually at home, but um, but dinner is, you know, I will eat at home, but that's me eating like some dumb me meal that's like I'll make myself eggs or whatever, or like you right. know I'll, I'll make myself something, but I'm not making the kids shit. They hey, can have that water. Was my, my dinner last night: scrambled eggs and me uh, too. toasted English muffin. I had eggs and bacon and roasted broccoli. Mm. <laughs> mm, I know. Come. No. Just just a just a trifecta of gas right there. Congratulations. <laughs> Dave is very happy to be married to me. Uh, now, should I go with my other one or should I or should I should we should I toss to Yeah, no, okay, let, let, let's just all burn our lists because yeah. I think yeah. we'll be here all night if we okay. Yes. Okay, so this is one um that I was telling Dave about it because like you're not cheap about that. But okay, so this is one that I'm really trying to work on, but I I struggle with it. Or clothes. That is not to say that I don't have a lot of clothes. I have a lot of clothes. Like I do buy a lot of clothes, but I buy a lot of cheap clothes, a lot of fast fashion, and I'm really trying to reform that because it's like. Unless it's something that's like super trendy, which is, I'm not really buying super trendy stuff, but unless it's something super trendy, I'm Excuse really trying. Fanny pack. Well, yes, you started but, uh, that trend. I did. I did. You I and did. Anthony from Queer Eye. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I like we're like jeans or even dresses for work. I'm really trying to spend more money on higher quality things because shit falls apart, and I find myself. Twenty dollaring myself to death, like where I'm like, oh, it's oh, it's so cheap. Like I'll just go like boop boop, and I'll buy that, you know, a shirt or you know, pair of pants or dress or whatever. And I hate it in a year, and I, you know, spent a cumulative amount of like a thousand dollars on on, you know, a hundred things, and I hate all of it, and I have to give it away. So I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious about that. So I was formally like I wouldn't spend if something was kind of like a nice. I don't know. Not that I would buy this because large chested women struggle with this. But like if I was going to buy a button down white shirt, I would be like, oh, whatever the cheapest version is. But now I'm trying to buy the nicer because it is a little bit like you get what you pay for a little bit on clothes. My tip on this is never, ever buy from a store where things are never full price. 
Yes. Like there's yes. always a sale going on. Yes. And it's a dead giveaway. Yes. That the quote unquote regular price is marked way up mm-hmm. so that they can have everything on quote unquote sale. And you have to have it at full price sometime. There's some certain period of time that you have to do it. Otherwise, you're breaking the law or whatever, you know, because there has to be a regular price in order to put it on sale otherwise you're just lying to the consumer so then like on a tuesday from 4 p.m to 6 p.m or whatever they'll have it at regular price and then it goes right back on sale quote unquote sale that's called old navy Mm -hmm. every time you go on old navy's website it's like it's 80 percent off you're like why Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll kind of cheap out on the kids' clothes because fuck them, and also they grow out of it so much. Yeah. Um, but right. for myself, I'm trying to build a little bit more of a, I don't know, I'm, I, it's not even like eco-conscious, I'm not quite there yet, but just like nicer clothes that I don't have to have like quite the wardrobe, they can just actually be nicer clothes that look and fit well. That's my step. I mean, there are other things I'm sure I'm cheap on. Like I, when we went to um, Green and Bridget wanted to buy like everything at every store, that's when my dad cut like vacation places. I'm like, it's so it's marked up so much. And I don't want to pay for this. Or, you know, Bridget asked it, when we we're in San Francisco if we could get room service. And I'm like, Oh, maybe, mm. but I can't. That sounds like you just don't want to be grifted. I, well, yes, but also it's like my dad is in me like, do you know how much they charge for this? I remember my mom used to get, and they you can't do this anymore because I think they're all, you know, somehow monitored, but she would take the Diet Coke out of the mini fridge and then she would mm-hmm. go to 7-Eleven and like backstock it. I don't think you can pull that as much I don't anymore. Think you can. Yeah. yeah. It's always yeah. like a nine and a half ounce can. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like only for hotels. Yeah. They don't make it for anything else. <laughs> no, that's interesting because I, I'm the same way. Like I would die before I order room service or take anything out of the mini fridge. Yes. I, it's, I mean, if you get M&Ms out of the like bar or whatever, they're like $12. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drinking the water bottle. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Is this free? No? Okay. I'll get tap water. It's fine. The problem with room service, really, I don't know that I've ever had room service that lived up to what you want it to be. Mm. Like, if you think you're going to splurge and spend, and you're like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay the ridiculous price, and then the 20% tip, and then the 20% delivery charge, and then the $5 convenience fee. And then you eat it, and it's just like, oh, it's a $50 hamburger and shitty French fries (laughs) that I just ate at the side of my bed when I... Yeah. But really, it, if you think about it, it should be a server in a white jacket pushing yes. the wheeled cart <laughs> yes. with the cloche with the food under it. That's that may or what may I not want. have a like a like a good guy espionage guy hiding under it. <laughs> it's a little head pokes out, or a bad guy. Uh, I guess it it's depends like... on how much you paid. <laughs> yeah, Joe Pesci comes out. I'm here. <laughs> Meredith, I'll go next. Okay, so this exercise made me realize that it, this was a very this was very challenging for me because <laughs> I am not I I think this is a rebound reaction to my you know poor 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 twenties um, when I couldn't afford to do anything and now that I can I'm just like wee 
it was actually pretty tough for me to come up with with things that I'm cheap about. But the first one that came to mind is canned goods. Um, Because I think I saw like a how it's made or something one time where it's just they're putting different labels on the same exact thing. I have a really hard time mentally justifying spending like a dollar more for a name brand can of beans. Like why? There's no point. Um, So some generics, I think, are exactly the same as the name Mm -hmm. brand. And I just don't care enough to buy the brand. Um, The other thing is, is more general. It's just... I notice this when I'm on Amazon, I have a really hard time actually like pinning down. And this is kind of with all online shopping. Like I want to get a coupon code. I want to see if it's cheaper somewhere else or if I can find a different version of it that's cheaper on Amazon or whatever. Um, So it's really, really hard for me to make a logical choice. Like I'm shopping for a sunshade right now for the balcony. Um, to kind of block some of the afternoon sun that comes into my office because it becomes roasting hot in the the summers (laughs) in the afternoons and I have one in my cart that's like $31 and then I'm like wait but there's one that's $30 (laughs) and how much time have you spent trying to save that dollar I it's been the thing has been in my cart for a week and I just need to just buy it, you know, like it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal, but I think it's just the fact that there are so many options yes. and I mm-hmm. feel like I'm making a bad choice if I don't explore them all, but you cannot with oh, something it, like this. On Amazon, especially it's like an endless kind of stream. And then your brain gets confused because it is like too way too many options. You're mm-hmm. like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, did I look at this one already? I don't even remember. Is the quality bad? The thing about online shopping is that it doesn't lead for efficient browsing. Because you pick something and then it takes you down a very specific path. So it's like, this is a little bit of a different example, but it's like the difference between getting a a movie online versus going to the Blockbuster and like walking down the rows and looking at all the titles. You can't do that with online shopping. So you can't just look at all the sunshades and feel confident that you're getting a good overview of all of them. Yes. Yeah. It's like there's a better one right around the corner that I need to keep looking for. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of applies to, to lots of different things. And I will always look for a coupon code. I use honey. <laughs> yep. Um, and, um, that actually has saved me a lot of money. Um, so that's kind of nice. And it, I know, I know it's all kind of artificial, but it makes me feel better when I'm, when I'm buying stuff. I have a hard time kind of, um, pulling the trigger on, on high cost uh, items in general. Yes. Me too. Doesn't mean I don't do it. It's just I'm like, oh gosh, a twenty percent off would make this hurt a little bit less. <laughs> I'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Honey, to the show. I know <laughs> the only podcast that doesn't advertise them. I think. Uh, um, the other thing, so I asked Gregory this because I was like, I seriously don't know, and he was like, well, pens. You know, you've never bought like a two hundred dollar fountain pen. I'm like, okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a Mont Blanc all of a sudden. I Wait, do not care about pens. <laughs> I like the cheaper promotional pen, the better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. There is, I just, I'm reaching for it now. There's this pen, the set of pens that I got, I think on Amazon, and they are very thin ballpoint pens. And they say, I think I've talked about this on the show before. There's a, a crudely drawn picture of a cat and it says, baby Mikey. He thinks he is the king of everything and he is quite pleased with himself. <laughs> 
And I don't know why they say that. I don't know who Baby Mikey is, but these are great pens, and I love them, and I think they were like $10 for 20 of them. So hopefully I'll use them for the rest of my life. The next cat you get has to be named Baby Mikey. Baby Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last thing I thought of is cables. Um, I know some people are into like gold audio cables and stuff like that. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, I will buy the generic Amazon Basics cords for everything. Uh, I don't do anything that requires like a super fancy cable, including this podcast. I just require it to be extremely long. That's yes, my one exactly. I'm gonna just cut that little (laughs) bit out of the three of you all agreeing on that, and me staying perfectly silent over here. Just sounds not worth it otherwise. Yep. All right, Bobby, your turn. Well, uh, first, I, I'm thinking over here now, we need Tishi swag. Like, we yeah. have we have the, the store. You can get your It's Fine mug or your raw hoodie. But what we need is, uh, like, a giveaway, super cheap pen. Yeah, just this baby show Mikey. Has everything pen <laughs> that we can just give out and leave places. Just, yeah. like, when I was a, a Team Trivia host all those years ago, I used to leave Team Trivia pens, like, in checkbooks like at the restaurant would pay the the bill and i would leave a t-sheet or leave a a trivia pen and hope that somebody would find it be like oh i like trivia yeah so marketing yeah so we should just buy thousands of the shows everything pens (laughs) and just start scattering them around everywhere we go (laughs) yeah just see what happens you sure we need that appointment with brian (laughs) i was gonna say we're gonna show rain who's boss (laughs) Uh, I may or may not. Mikey, Michael. I may or may not have scheduled an appointment with him. So. Oh my God, Bobby! <laughs> now, to be clear, Bobby is not the first who has the appointment. Ah, yes. it's Jeremy I know who Holmes. does. <laughs> Hadn't even thought of that. The important part is I have his Zoom link now, so we can probably just visit him anytime. Oh, great. Anyway, uh, things I'm cheap about. Uh, I, first of all, and I'm not reforming. Um, I'm cheap about clothes. Uh, I, I know that you all know that I am a fashionable person. You are. Um, yeah. If you had to guess what I'm wearing right now. Plaid shirt. Plaid shirt. Yeah. And jeans. jeans. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm in a plaid shirt and jeans. Congratulations. <laughs> it's my uniform. It's just so easy. What do I win? Do I win a pen? <laughs> yes. yes. As soon as I order jeans. the Tishi pens. Uh, everyone, let us know if you want a Tishi pen. I will, um, for the cost of, po- send me a self-addressed stamped envelope and I'll send you a Tishi pen as soon as I, I order some. Uh, you know, I just, uh, the thing about men's clothes that I don't get, like, I'm not looking for fashion. So we'll go to the mall and I'll look at all of the stores that are on trend for men's clothes. And I look at it and I'm like, nope, that's not me. And so inevitably I just end up going to JCPenney. Jacques Penney. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Izod. Sure. I'm wearing an Izod plaid shirt right now. Okay, great. Or, uh. You know, one of the other brands in that sort of ilk of relatively boring menswear that really doesn't change. If I find a shirt that fits me that's on sale that I like, I will buy every version of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and that'll be it. Like, I know that in the next month and a half or so, I'll need to go to JCPenney or maybe occasionally Macy's and just find um, whatever shorts I'm going to wear this year. <laughs> just buy four of them. And then I'm done. That's it. Uh, and I will probably get them on sale. Like, I'm I'm 
I'm almost Cole's guy. Almost. <laughs> it's just so easy. I don't know. Like, I, I, I find something I like. I wear it until it wears out. I don't wear things after that. Like, I'm not going out in public wearing threadbare clothes or, like, trying to hem my my clothes back together. Although, I do have one pair of jeans. This is not something I mentioned, planned on saying. But um, I definitely have one pair of jeans that the crotch just split in. <laughs> We've and all been there. when you have such a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> Not 10 feet long like those cables, but I do all right. I I had them repaired. Because yeah. I was like, I, li- I like the jeans. And I and it's wasteful. Like, even though the jeans were like $25 on sale at JCPenney or whatever, like, even though it was 10 or $15 to have them repaired, I'm like, but I like the jeans and I don't want to yeah. waste the jeans. Yeah. And so. So yeah, I have one pair of jeans where I go to put them on and I see this patch right in the middle and like a ton of zigzag stitching and I'm just like, well, okay. <laughs> I've My definitely little... done that before where yeah. you're like, I like the way these fit. I think they look fine and I don't want to buy anything new. So they're getting repaired. Uh, the magic yeah. fit where you yes. can have two of something yeah. and yes. one fits differently than the other. Uh. Yep. yep. And then with suits, like you can tell a really cheap suit. Like I'm not going to buy a really cheap suit. But for menswear, there are only so many choices. It's like... If you're not, like, I've never been to a Joseph A. Bank, which is like the buy one suit, get six free or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, And is that better than Men's Warehouse? Well, that's what I don't know. Like, if I go to Men's Warehouse and buy a couple of suits, uh, they look to me like suits. Like, they don't look like the nicest, fancy Italian suits. Like, some old man measured me and hand cut me a suit. But, like, how many guys are wearing those in my world? Probably not many. So, like, there's no, like, upper middle ground. Like, it's just this very workaday suit or super expensive. I can't find a tier in the middle, so I'm, I'm done. I just, whatever. Yep, just uh, however I can get out of it without spending too much and looking decently professional. That's a really interesting point that you're making about suits that I'm thinking about now. Because I definitely am not a clothing expert. And even less am I a men's clothing expert. Me and I couldn't tell you what went into making a good suit. But every once in a while, you see a person, and they're usually on television or in the movies or something, and you're like, damn, that's a nice suit. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I think about that's as it. much the fit as anything. I was going to say, like, I feel like it's the fits well. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the fit. And I that's think. That's true. Bobby, what I do think you do really well with, because I think a lot of men um, uh, think that if clothes fit, um, like, for, not form fitting, but if they are not like baggy, that means like if, if they if their clothes actually fit them, that means like they're gay. And I see a lot of men walking <laughs> around with like baggy pants, not bad, like not baggy. They're just like Hill they could fitting. like yeah, they could like go down a size and it would be okay. Um, and I I do I think you your clothes fit you, so it's like that's good. I don't think you know I, I that's the thing with men is it's like do your clothes fit? Then they usually look nice. And that's kind of yeah. the way it is. Do the shoulder seams go halfway down to yeah. your elbows? Yeah. Yeah. Then your shirt's too big. Yeah. 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 I do try to buy clothes that fit. I really do. <laughs> a lot and, of and men actually, don't. It's a bit of a challenge because, like, my arms are shorter than my torso is. It's not, It's actually my broad shoulders more than my being fat. So, like, when I'm looking for a particular – like, I know my measurements. And so – yeah, like I always make sure I don't buy a shirt that's got an arm length that's two inches longer than it should be, even though I could cuff the sleeves and whatever. So 
So anyway, cheap about clothes. I wasn't fishing for compliments, but thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and then I put some work stuff just because I've been working for poor nonprofits for so long that um, <laughs> I, I thought have. You said, oh my God. <laughs> yep. I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Say poor nonprofits faster. Poor nonprofits. What? What is that? <laughs> But if you're, if you're doing porn and not making a profit, I feel like you're doing, you're doing it wrong. Non-profit wrong. pornography. <laughs> it's for the greater good. Everybody needs a little bit in their lives, so you know. Yeah. And actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there's plenty of non-profit porn. I'm sure there's a whole amateur genre that's yes. we bring porn for... to the people. Yes, right, exactly. It's a it's the difference between a, voc- a vocation and an evocation. Yeah. Uh, I so I've done a lot of my own stunts and legwork, uh, which in hindsight thoroughly undervalues my Sorry, time. <laughs> Get it all out. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> Since that moment, but Mike would have just texted, "You got me to all of us." Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done. I don't remember uh, who's editing this week, but don't cut any of this out. Oh no. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was talking about how I have sex for money on camera. <laughs> Uh, printing things and catering. I'm just going to talk through Hillary's laughter. Yes, yes, please. Through the years, the number of times I have stayed up late uh, folding program books mm. or cutting inserts or um, like prepping veggies for veggie platters for receptions or yeah. any of that kind of stuff because I refuse to pay for catering. Uh, because I know I could go to the grocery store and buy, uh, you know, a bulk tub of baby carrots and celery and all that <laughs> shit and just platter it. And it yep. will look better and cost tub a of qu- Hidden Valley. quarter of the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be, be it'll be better because I'll pick better things and do a better job assembling it. And some of that is, you know, my mother doing catering for so much of my childhood. And then, yeah, the printing stuff, just like. Sometimes you just have to learn to fucking set it, send it to FedEx office and just pay whatever ridiculous price they're going to charge. Yeah. And just even now still, it's coming. Like we're recording on Thursday night. We have concerts this weekend. Tomorrow, I know that I will be printing and cutting 1,200 inserts. I just know. But it it doesn't take as long as it sounds. Like they're 600, two to a page. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting probably 10 at a time. So it's 60 cuts standing there at the paper slicer yeah but yeah podcast like, yeah yeah but you know what is my time worth that's always the challenge there it's yes. like oh, I'm, how mm-hmm. much am i making an hour to stand here and cut these when i could be doing something else yeah what should i be doing and then in my world you know i don't get overtime so half the time the stuff's happening at like seven o'clock at night eight o'clock at night and i'm just yeah. like what the hell am i doing to myself i know but it's because i'm just um you know I, I undervalue myself, and so therefore I am really cheap about anything where I feel like I'm qualified to do it myself, even though I sh- shouldn't bother. Anne, Anne, who's never had food delivered. Nope. What are you cheap about? I feel about? weird, not because, well, okay, there is a delivery charge, but I do feel weird. I feel weird being served. But anyway, that did not make my list. 
Um, so you all have like really, I think you're cheap for a reason in a lot of these uh, examples that you're giving. Mine are just stupid, right? Um, Hillary had uh, pitched this idea a few weeks ago and we had put it on the list and then something came up this week that made me think about it again and it was the fact that my kitchen sponge is starting to smell a little bit oh yeah oh yeah i am so fucking cheap yes about replacing the kitchen sponge (laughs) Uh, mm -hmm. they come like three to a pack for (laughs) 2.99 and i will use that sponge until it has holes in it Uh, yes i've just started now being like hillary it's okay like what's gonna happen if you don't just throw it away and use another one, you're not going to run out of money. But no, I hear you on that one. And somehow in my mind, I'm like, but you put soap on it. That's cleaning it. <laughs> you just have to get the smell out and you can keep using it. I have heard before, and I just Googled the words, how often replace kitchen sponge. And it's been affirmed by some stupid blog that probably has no authority. How often would you say that they're saying you're supposed to replace your kitchen sponge? Oh, I bet it's like every week. Yep. Really? Once a week. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, update. Not making that goal. Um, but I used to buy even like single sponges at a time, and now I've progressed to the point where I'm buying a three pack of sponges. So like, so you know, I you have, have a couple under extra. the yep. Yeah, it's so strange. And now I remember when I was growing up, not to like blow my mom's spot. I remember her microwaving the sponge. Yeah. To try and, I mean, I throw mine in the dishwasher. I throw mine in the dishwasher. Dishwasher are valid ways to disinfect sponges as long as they don't set on fire in the microwave. Oh, who's using a metal? (laughs) Metal. Well, no, if they dry out, you have to put. Yeah, (laughs) well, how often do you replace your steel wool? (laughs) (laughs) I microwave it. So that's one thing, very simple thing, that I am so cheap about, and I just can't figure out why. And the other, well, I put something else on here. So the second thing is batteries. I despise buying batteries and putting new batteries in things, and it's not that big of a deal. And I remember very specifically on this particular program, we were having a conversation where the talk turned to um, uh, motion sensor battery-powered um, hand soap pumps, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said that I'd been thinking about getting one for, but that I read that you had to change the battery every month. Yeah. And I was asking Bobby how often you changed your batteries on your soap dispenser. And I was like, I'm not changing the batteries on that every month. <laughs> and I think you said you changed yours maybe once a quarter. And you're like, what's the big deal, Ann? Just, you know, charge, change the battery four times a year. And I'm like, no! Oh. I'm not do changing you, this stupid battery. Do any of you battery. use re- rechargeable batteries, by the way? That was a big thing I remember when I was young. We never had them. I do, like sometimes. The late 80s and the 90s were huge for rechargeable batteries, but I've never used them. I always feel like they're just going to blow up. We have them. They're fine, but there are some things. Yeah, they do. There are some things that I don't use them in because um, it's a. They don't last quite as long, and they. I think their lifespan decreases over time. But like, so we have a an electronic um, lock on the back door, 
And it is such a pain in the butt to change that because you have to get out the tiny little Allen key and I drop the little screw every single time I do Mm. it and it goes under the shoes and it's a mess. So I use real batteries for that, but I use, you know, we'll put rechargeables in the, the remotes and stuff. And there, there's a whole uh, waste aspect to that and filling up the landfills with batteries or whatever. But we used to have a battery bucket at work, like every floor or, or like lab area, they would have a plastic bucket that you would put used batteries in. And then they stopped doing that. They said, oh, by the way, we don't, you don't have to recycle batteries anymore. You can just throw them in the trash. Oh, I'm really? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I've been like saving them because I can't figure out how to recycle them. I guess I need to stop trying. You yeah. throw them in your old uh, oh. half-filled cans of paint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the University of Minnesota is pretty serious about waste and recycling and sustainability. So if they are telling us that we don't have to do it anymore, yeah, I assume it's not a big deal. But um, I did solve the problem of the battery-operated hand soap dispenser. I bought one um that is rechargeable (laughs) plug it in with a um cable and (laughs) charge it every once in a while and i feel so much better about that that's exciting yeah but i don't know maybe it's the idea that when you run out of battery it's like it's always an emergency always whatever reason yes whether it's the smoke alarm is beeping or Or heinously, it's not the smoke detector. It's the carbon monoxide detector that sounds just like the smoke detector, that little bastard. Yes. but Or the TV remote control. That has to get changed right now. Right now. That is our problem. Yeah, you don't think of changing that just of a day. It's only until it stops working that you're like, oh, shit, now I don't have any triple A's. Oh, I change all my remote batteries every daylight savings time. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, wow, really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Ugh, so yeah. I am just mental about changing batteries. And the other thing that I just thought of that I'm so cheap about is I hate paying for individual subscription services, as you guys oh, well yes. know. The only thing I have is Netflix, and I do have a Entertainment Weekly subscription that I've had forever that is so cheap, but I hate paying for monthly account fees. I didn't get a TiVo for the longest time. I still don't have a TiVo because you have to not only buy the box, but then you have to pay monthly for the TiVo, or I suppose it goes through your cable package if you have cable, but... I don't have cable. But I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm not buying the box for $200 and then paying 20 bucks a month just to be able to use it. My VCR didn't work that way, god damn it. <laughs> you sound just like my mother. <laughs> and how You're is my... your VCR working out? Yeah. Oh, my VCR has gone to the oh, – recycled at Best Buy, I think, is what I did. That I was going to say gone to the landfill, but I'm pretty sure I didn't throw it away. Does but... anyone still have a TiVo, by the way? I don't know. Interesting. TiVo is the um, branded service that's integrated with our internet in Boston. So when we're watching TV on the cable package there, if we want to restart the show, it says like, this is TiVo, but it's just RCN, which is now called Astound, I think. I don't know. The cable company Ugh, just got merged. Terrible. And, yes. Yeah. It's just the awful. recording part it's of it. Cable Town. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's yeah, TiVo. And, like, when you turn it on the cable box, the TiVo logo comes up momentarily. 
Well, I have a channel master <laughs> DVR recorder that I can tape PBS or something hmm. on the channels. I don't know, but that's the only thing I have. And it's not subscription-based. So, ha-ha, Tifo, <laughs> I, I defeated you. <laughs> But I just hate – there are so many subscription services out there. Yep. There's your HBO Max. There's your Paramount Plus. There's your Disney Plus. There's your Apple TV. And I refuse. It's well, getting it, ridiculous. It is. And it's like I, we canceled cable a while ago because it was like, well, we you know, this is crazy because we have cable and we have all these other things. And I don't even really watch cable anymore. So let's just – and now it's like we're basically paying our cable bill again in the subscription services mm-hmm. that we keep. Yeah, eight ninety nine at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just well, chip away at you. I don't like it. That's why I went and purged all mine and then immediately got uh, Disney Plus back and Hulu back and all that because I had like a six-month free offer uh, from Apple, I think, and then also uh, managed to find a login for HBO. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, for me, that comes close to what Meredith was talking about with the online price chasing. Only I can't do that. I can't spend that time and energy uh, working the system the way that you can, Bobby. You're a much better system worker than I am. I just don't have the patience or the emotional energy to deal with gaming out the big boys, you know. Beating sure. them at their own game. I so do love beating the to... big boys. You do like beating the big boys. <laughs> I just, I'm much more of a get it and forget it kind yeah. of I just, person. I just beat them and beat them. I'm trying to make Hillary laugh again. <laughs> so, this is a very sexual show yeah. for being about. <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a swag question to interrupt with. Yeah. Um, I know I said that we should order pens and then just mail them to anybody who wants one. But pens are hard to mail, so I'm wondering how we feel about sticky notes for anybody who wants them. I'm in a sticky notes. Yeah. Yeah. I am uh, always yeah. looking for mine all the time. Yeah. This show Same. has everything question of the week answers here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. I like Why it. I'll work on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, are we moving yeah. into big spender? Yep. Dumb. Time to figure out what we splurge on. I always think of, and it's sad because it's like from a very famous um, musical, Sweet Charity, but I think of Big Spender from um, European Vacation when <laughs> she's singing it. That's like the, when I'm thinking of that song, it's in, um, what's her name? What's the, what's the mom Griswold's? Ellen. It's an Ellen Griswold's voice. Yes. So that's pathetic. But anyway, so I was trying to think of, yeah, the things that I like to, that I will spend money on with a plum, no problem. Um, in order of the things that I think about, I love Viva paper towels so much. And I like, ref- I, they're like stupidly expensive. And I think that they're the best ones. And I agree. use them. And it is my least environmentally conscious way of the world. Like I use, well, the kids each get one little napkin at, at dinner. I get, like, three because I like to, like, basically cover my body. I'm, like, I, I always – you know how some people, like, need – you know how some people, like, always need water near them? They need, like, a drink or something? I need, like, a napkin. Like, I get very nervous to not have many, many napkins nearby me because, like, I need to wipe my hands or, like, I'm going to get it on my outfit or whatever. I, I And I see Rory, like, using his sleeve to wipe his mouth, and I'm, like, there's a napkin right there. Um but yes, Viva paper towels are my savior. And I 
finally uh, have them on order now and and they just get shipped to me and it makes me very happy to have many and I need to be better about like not using so many but that is a thing that I am am pretty spendthrifty about um, another thing and I think we've talked about this a lot toilet paper and along with this I would say like Viva Viva paper towels and uh, I think Cottonelle is toilet paper that's what I use I, I feel like along with that I would say like menstrual products not that I am like oh I'm gonna buy I don't even know what an expensive you know tampon or pad would be but I that is the one thing that I'm like I will not buy um store brand I'm like no I gotta go with the name brand on this one like I it's in fact today I had to well this has actually annoyed me because today I thought I had stuff with me and I did not and my office was out of all of their stuff and I so I was like and I had to walk to the closest place to go in my like work neighborhood is Whole Foods and I was so annoyed because I had to buy like bullshit like organic stuff (laughs) I was so annoyed (laughs) and it was store brand and it was fine but yes did that cruelty-free cotton work all right? I was, I mean, honestly, it was like not great. I mean, it was fine, but the it was cotton not... works better if it's been tortured. <laughs> I know I need to be beat down, but yes, like any of my paper products, I'm going to spend money on, um, and I am not going to worry about it. Though I think I need to like lower my um, frequency of ordering on Amazon of Cottonelle because I we have like four boxes in the garage right now and I'm like I need to slow my roll on well like literally it does become a storage issue at some point yes <laughs> and we don't have a basement here so everything goes in the garage so I was looking I'm like wow we keep getting toilet paper I mean I guess it's good for the you know next inevitable super wave of whatever that I have a lot Break of toilet paper of society yeah. yeah I'm like I got my toilet paper um but I will definitely spend on that um and well, and actually, this is a side note. I realized, this is when I realized that toilet paper was very important to me. When I went to Dave's parents' house, and I realized Dave's mother had been living with all boys, and she just, like, didn't spend money on toilet paper. Well, okay, this is, a like, a really sad Ugh. truth about me, is that I realized, and it didn't happen until I was married, I didn't realize that boys didn't really use toilet paper um, when they peed. Like, Ugh, if that's not it. as important to them i was like oh really i don't know i just like had never really thought about it i guess the lack of dispensers next to urinals makes it you know a challenge yeah yeah Yeah. there's no excuse for not using it at home though i'm sorry just like yeah especially with a seven-year-old boy jesus christ (laughs) um but she she would get like one ply toilet paper i was like this is not okay this is my i'm like did she steal this from her office i don't she did not i'm she didn't but it felt like that like i was one of those giant rolls (laughs) i know (laughs) but i had to go we had to make a special run to cvs because i was like i need to i will fork over my money for actual good toilet paper and i think she was kind of offended by it but i didn't really care because things were hurting down there with the one ply um and then finally, the one thing that I, I will spend money on is my hair. I I spend way too much money getting my hair colored and cut. Uh, and every time I do kind of barf when she tells me how much it is. Um, but I, you know, it's my crowning glory. Not really, but I, I spend a lot of money on my hair and I will buy, I like buying good shampoo and good conditioner um, and the one thing I did not do, and I'm very proud of myself. So I, 
had cheaped out and I got the, um, when I blow dry my hair straight, I got the Revlon like all in one thing that everybody's like, Oh, it's amazing. And it does such a good job straightening your hair really fast. Well, it does. It's amazing. Except all of a sudden I started noticing that there were pieces of my hair that were shorter than others. And it wasn't like, Oh, layers. It was just like, it gets so hot. Um, and it's really loud. And somebody had said, it's going to, it messes with your hearing. And I was like, no, it doesn't. I don't, it's not for that long. Well, okay. So when I noticed my hair was like basically burning off by using this, I stopped using it for a while. And I asked my hairdresser, I said, and she, she when she blows dries my hair, she just uses like a round brush in hair because she has the like torque and the, you know, she has the angle to get at it. If you've um, got the torque and angle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't um, care if they rip out half your hair either. Yes. I can't tell. Which yes, exactly. Doing. But I was like, so what, tell me about the Dyson hair dryer. And she was like, you know, it's supposed to be really good, but it is $550. And like, I just, that was where I was like, I can't, I can't, I, I can't do it. I had it in my cart and Nordstrom. I, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Cause $550 is just so no. much money. Even though like, you know, I guess over the lifetime of it, maybe it's not that much, but I just like, even though I'm, I like to spend money on my hair. I can't, like, I couldn't do that. So she told me about this one that was a hundred dollars. I bought it. I used it for the first time today. It did a really good job. We'll see, you know, how how it goes. A hundred I was comfortable with, even though it, it was a little bit much. But yeah, five hundred and fifty is, is I've talked about it. It's too much. But I will spend a lot of money on getting my hair colored and cut. Not like what was his name? Who was the guy that ran for president that like his haircut was John Edwards. Yes. I'm not John Edwards, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know some some John level McCain. below that. Yes, I'm yes, I'm John McCain. <laughs> my hair John. breaks. My hair breaks hair dryers. So I you got like, a lot of hair. I got a lot of hair. It's real thick. And I'm looking at this picture of the four ladies of Tishi right now, and I'm looking at your hair, and you have a lot of hair. It's luxurious, <laughs> and it's a lot of hair. Speaking of spending a lot of money on hair, I just got a keratin treatment. Oh, Ooh. It's how long did it take? It took about two and a half hours. Yeah. And it cost about $400. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But I don't have curly hair anymore, and yeah. it's great. I love it. You don't really have to do your hair as much. You just kind nope. of, like, brush it. It mm. dries in a way that, like, I think that everybody's hair who has good hair just automatically air dries. Like, I didn't realize for the longest time that people, like, straightened and curled their hair and stuff. I just thought, like, oh, I guess they're just lucky. Yeah. No. Well, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. We'll have an offline conversation yeah, about I'll that. Yeah, I'll talk more about it later. Okay. <laughs> Question of the week, should I get a keratin treatment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meredith. Okay. Um, I've mentioned before that I spend on groceries on a, during our money show. That's one of the things that it makes me feel free. I just don't want to think about the cost of food. Yeah. I buy what I want. I am a little too laissez-faire about it because I sometimes, when I buy things and don't have a plan, then it ends up going bad. Um, or I eat, I end up eating like blueberries and a hard boiled egg and crackers <laughs> for lunch or whatever, just throwing stuff together that I need to eat before it goes bad. Um, but I don't want to worry about how much my food costs. Um, and I, I, that makes me feel good along the same lines. Um, I wrote down everything at Target. That's not entirely true. Um, <laughs> I think I've learned that buying clothes at Target is just a big no-no. Yeah. It just, it's... Well, Same everything looks like a Mormon uh, 
like outfit right now. Everything yeah. is like a baggy dress. Well, mm-hmm. and it's not even that. Like, I'm not going to buy a Mormon baggy dress. I'm not a dress person anyway. <laughs> but like, I, you know, I've 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 got so many pieces of like weirdly fitting clothing from there that I don't wear. That spending twenty dollars on a shirt that sucks is is worse than spending $50 on a shirt that I like, you know, because it's just, that's a pure waste of money. Um, so I don't tend to buy clothes at Target anymore. Um, sometimes I'll buy like socks or pajamas or something that doesn't matter that much, but I have kind of a blind spot for everything else. I kind of love to go to Target and like buy, you know, dish soap and mm-hmm. cat food. And mm-hmm. you know, I have a, I, I will just put whatever I want in my cart and I do not care what it comes out to. I cannot go to Target for under a hundred dollars <laughs> and that's fine. It's fun for me. (laughs) Yes. How do you feel about Target seasonal area? I tell you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't like the deals, like the dollar store in the front. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about like going back to the Halloween display or the Christmas decoration area. I love that. Yeah. It's Easter right now. And yes. Yeah. A little Cadbury action. I haven't done my therapeutic Target shop in a couple weeks so i think i need to go and get myself a cadbury egg that sounds good you're so cute i love them um the other thing that i am it's hard for me to do because i have a hard time uh spending a lot of money at one time on at one store but buying quality bedding is something that i am thankful for every time i get into bed Co-sign. I, I think that makes it fully worth it. I love the sateen sheets from Land's End. They are pretty expensive, but they get softer as you wash them, and it just feels like you're sleeping in... I don't know. It's, it's like, better than silk because it's not weird and cold. Yeah. Like, it's just so wonderful. I love them so much, and they last for a long time, so it's not even that painful. Like, if you think about the per-use cost, um, it's just the upfront is a little bit like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But man, I love them so much. Good, good quality sheets are worth their weight in gold. Um, and then I guess clothes. I, I've kind of, um, you know, I don't know. It's if I feel like it's hard for me to find stuff that fits me anyway because I have a freakishly long torso and shorter arms than would make sense, and <laughs> I'm kind of tall and I'm kind of wide, and it's so just when I find something that fits and when I find a store that has stuff that I like, I'm just like, well, this works, and I'm just going to do it. Like Athleta, um, yeah. they have talls, and it's very hard for me to find yoga pants that don't come up to my ankles when I don't want them to. So mm. I know that they, you know, I know their medium talls fit me perfectly. They cost like $90, but they also last many, many years. You know, I've had some pairs from there for like eight years. So I feel like that's okay. Um, that's why I do three-quarter length workout yeah. pants. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter that much. You know, it's so sad. My legs are so short that the three-quarter lengths are like, um, <laughs> like go down like deep into my ankles. Like they're full. I'm like, okay. Oh, never mind. I want my ankles covered because I don't want to <laughs> shave my legs. <laughs> oh. Because you don't want to turn the heads of men wondering why you're so... Why I'm so provocative. I think my three-quarter length go just below the knee. <laughs> <laughs> and those are tall. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I don't have to buy clothes too much anymore because I don't go anywhere. But yep. I do like to buy yoga clothes. And every once in a while, I'll get myself something in case I decide to leave the house ever again. 
I know I'm currently having a dilemma because Matt's getting married this summer in July. Oh, wow. And I got to go to San Francisco for this, like, wedding at this resort at Half Moon Bay with all their fancy San Francisco friends. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm so big right now. None of my clothes will fit me anymore, not the formal ones. I'm like, I don't want to. Ugh. Oh Going shopping gosh. for clothes when you're not the size that you want to be yeah, is just it heartbreaking. Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It have, sucks. We're going to a wedding in May, and I have to get a dress, and I am having the hardest time choosing something because I'm like, is this cute or is it horrible? I have no <laughs> I idea. <know. laughs> and then I end up seeing the pictures, and I'm like, why did I even bother? Yeah. You know, I look like a whale in a sack, so oh. yeah, might as well have like, worn a... <laughs> caftan <laughs> Ooh, you could wear a ca- caftans are very cool i feel like that's like the easy way to go out go golden girls out on it <laughs> i'll be on the lanai <laughs> uh, if i yelp over here it's because fella is attacking me he's with me in albany this week sam is in scottsdale as we're recording this uh for a work trip and uh so the fella came it's a to bachelor's weekend Exactly. And he's hungry and I should have fed him an hour ago. And we were recording and I forgot to do it before we started. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Oh, well, I guess we, we better don't. move it along. Yeah. Yeah. So uh things I spent money on. I similar to, to you, Hillary, I asked Sam, I, I messaged her and I said, What do I spend money on? What what do I spend too much money on or or maybe not too much, but like what do I spend on? And she immediately wrote back and said, You are never afraid to tip someone. Yeah. Like, and she doesn't just mean like over tipping or, well, you know, to take that at your discretion, but tipping well for delivery drivers and things. I do that. But like, if we're having something installed or dropped off, or if the handyman comes to do something, I'm, I'm always tipping everyone. And it's just a karma thing for me. So, yeah. I don't know. So I'm always a good tipper. Um, coffee is something that I'm willing to spend money on, like good coffee. Um, like Duncan? <laughs> Affleckian. Well, I mean, yeah, Duncan compared to um like brewing super cheap coffee at home, but but also just like if I go to a good coffee shop, like I will order a good coffee. I will go to the better coffee shop and get a good Americano. Um I'm not gonna sit around and wait for a pour over, but like you know, I'm gonna avoid drinking shittier coffee if it's a possibility and I'm willing to pay more if those are two different options. Uh and then um office stuff. Like, I just really, I'm convinced that it will make me work more efficiently, or I will talk myself into believing that something will make me work more efficiently. Like, when I bought this nicer microphone that didn't need to be as nice as it was, but I just wanted it to be nice because I wanted it to be nice because I'm an adult and I want to have nice things. Um, the MacBooks are, it's sort of an obvious example of that. Like, I could probably survive with a PC laptop at half the price, but yeah, it sucks. That was on so, my list too for a minute. It's like I have no no problem spending way too much money for my Apple Cult yeah, membership. I buy a, I buy a new phone every two years yeah. or so, um, you know. And I don't like I've never I don't I don't I shouldn't say this out loud because I'll jinx myself. But like I've never shattered an iPhone screen. Don't say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's really funny because I've, I've, this falls into my other category, things that I'm weirdly cheap about. Because I'll be like, I just bought a new computer eight years ago. <laughs> I'm not getting a new one. Yep. So uh, that's on my list. Just all, and all that ancillary stuff, like 
I bought a ring light because because you are Kim Kardashian and you well, <laughs> like to take selfies. I'm kidding. That, well, right, exactly. That's what you used to think about that, but then I realized, like, no, I'm a professional. I'm doing Zoom meetings all day and want to look presentable. In fact, I think you you all know this because I sent you the link. But I I had my first local Albany news uh, hit last week to to pitch a kids concert and uh they you know we set it up on zoom and they used like 10 seconds of footage from our zoom on the local cbs affiliate and it was the 10 minutes that i was going to be interviewed happened to be the 10 minutes of the day where the sun comes in this blinding side angle through a window (laughs) at my desk in the home office so like right before the interview i'm like frantically trying to drape a blanket over the window like a like a druggie (laughs) but that's why you're a professional because that would never even occur to me until i sat down and was like oh well oh well well i realized it 10 minutes before the spot (laughs) i mean the only reason i don't have a ring light is because my webcam has one built in (laughs) like you know i probably would too yeah and i'm sitting on a herman miller chair but that i stole so that's <laughs> that we got secondhand from a from a finance company's warehouse of gently used furniture because they redecorate all the time, and then I brought it with me from Boston. Uh, and then yeah, other comforts. I mean, I've never been a, I've never been shy about trying to get upgraded on flights, things like that, because there's just there's a price I'm willing to pay to not be uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, like, and that Sam and I are wildly divergent on that. I'm pretty sure that Sam would fly in the cargo hold of a Southwest flight <laughs> if they would let her, if it would be marginally cheaper. Uh, and the only reason she doesn't fly Spirit or Frontier is because she actually needs to get where she's going without it being canceled. <laughs> but like, I'm just like, nope. And especially if we're going out to Seattle or something, just five, five, six hours on a plane. No. No, 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 no. Somebody's going to feed me and I'm going to have a wider seat and I'm going to be able to recline without pissing off the person behind me. Yep. Yep. Just just going to need to do that. I would rather travel less and be more comfortable than travel more and be miserable. Huh. Yep. Well, luckily you travel more and you're more comfortable. Yeah. Not so much lately. It's Yeah. yeah. I'm going to Vegas in a few weeks, but that's for work. Uh and I, I hope we do a show while I'm there. I will bring a microphone. Please. <laughs> live live from the casino floor. Our oh, yeah, because the they, they love it when you record in <laughs> casinos. Yeah, that's... Uh, and what are you willing to splurge on? All right. I kind of think that I'm... Well, we talked a little bit about this on our Money Philosophy show or I guess on the show where we discussed our money philosophies. But um, it's like I'm not so much cheap as in I just don't generally feel the urge to spend. Like I have plenty of things that, you know, push my happiness trigger, but spending money isn't one of them. So I feel like when I want to spend, I spend. And the way that I save is that I don't spend. It's like, I'm not looking for bargains. I just don't buy something. And if I buy something that's on sale, great. And if it's not great, I'll just get whatever I want to get. That being said, there are a couple of things that I will deliberately go for the expensive option on. And number one is chocolate. 
And I hate to be a stereotype, but <laughs> okay, Kathy. <laughs> I re- <laughs> when I was in the worst part of my eating disorder and weight loss cycling, and it became so important to maximize every calorie, and the idea that you should have just a little of something that's really good instead of a lot of something that's shitty, which I no longer believe is necessarily always the case. I really transferred that to chocolate and I became like a mm, chocolate connoisseur, maybe <laughs> like whenever I would go to visit my brothers in San Francisco, I would do research on like shishi chocolate shops and then uh, we would go visit them. Like <laughs> my sister-in-law just mentioned the other day how she misses those food um, outings that we used to have. We used to call them Anne's Food Odyssey. So there's like Anne's Food Odyssey 2012, 2013. I'd be like, we're going to Berkeley to go to this chocolate place. And I like, I'm not like that anymore, but I still would rather have an expensive chocolate bar than a cheap chocolate bar. Yeah. And part of it is. A lot of the artisan chocolate places are more focused on sustainability and also on, let's call it human dignity. Uh, It's not surprising that the vast majority of chocolate in the world is um, uh, harvested through forced labor. Yeah. A lot of it is child labor. And so every time we eat M&M's and, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups, not to be like a huge downer, (laughs) but all your Hershey's, Mars, even your Godiva's and your Lint's and all that, it's all made on the backs of really poor people. And so I like I'm not going to judge anybody. We all make the choice that we make to get through life. But for me, I don't get a lot of pleasure in something that is as wonderful as chocolate that has been made through the suffering of other people. Oh God, I just sound like such a no prig yeah, when no. I say that, right? Again, not judging anybody else. No, that makes perfect for sense. Their choices, like Bobby said, you want to get the expensive coffee, and like I don't give a shit about coffee because I don't drink it, but I do care about chocolate. And um, I remember years ago now, I was at. My favorite bakery, also not cheap. Oh, such a good bakery. I got to go there again. That's been two plus years. Um, Mm. And I spotted at the counter by the cash register, they had a little display with like cookies to go and like pre-bagged stuff. And they had some chocolate bars by the rogue chocolatier who I had read about, who was this guy who used to live in Minneapolis and essentially did like a one-man chocolate operation that was incredibly expensive and it always ended up on all the lists of all the people who knew and it was like $12 for a bar of chocolate and I bought it and I was like this thing better be so fucking good for $12 and I remember I was hungry so I, I opened it as I was pulling out of the parking lot and I ate a piece and I thought Oh my God, I should not be operating a vehicle while I'm eating this. It was sensational Uh, chocolate. I remember it was like um, hibiscus flavored chocolate. And I am not into like floral flavors because that's too perfume adjacent to me. But it was so good. 
Like, I have never found his chocolate again, and I read that he actually closed up shop. Damn it. Mm. Yeah. A couple of years ago, because it just wasn't sustainable. Like, he could, he was killing himself and, you know, could ha- not hardly make a living doing it. Um, and he's really super social justice minded. And so, yeah. you know, he's talking about all the profits from um, making chocolate go to people who are not in the area where it's produced and all of that. So anyway, he um, he closed down the business. But my God, that was good chocolate. And I would choose that over a dollar ninety nine bar any day. And then I guess the thing that goes hand in hand is that I feel the same way about ice cream. What's, I, your, what's your preferred? So there is um, there is a local used to be a scoop shop, and now they have gone to wholesale only here called Izzy's, Izzy's Ice Cream. Uh, and it was really fun. They were super um, advanced on their technology on their website. You could call up their current, like, scoop board and it showed in real time what flavors they had in the case and so you could see before you went and you could see while you were standing in line and then they would have a big screen at the um in the shop too where you could look and see what was there if you weren't looking on your phone it was so much fun and they were like completely solar powered in minnesota and all that so they were super progressive and really fun but they closed the shop part, and now they just have about, I don't know, eight flavors that they stock around town. It's like $8 a pint. Mm, worth it. Um, oh, my God. There's one that's called Midnight Graham Crunch that's graham cracker ice cream with chocolate chunks and peanut mm. butter swirls. Oh. <sighs> it's really good. <laughs> and I remember having this conversation with my friend. Who uh, and and again, this goes along with the maximize the calories yeah. kind of uh, philosophy. I have a friend who um, I don't know if it's um, by chance he's really slender and has no issue with that. And he was like, "But I don't understand. You buy the tub of Blue Bunny at the grocery store for five dollars, and it's way more as opposed to like ten dollars for a pint." And I'm like. You just don't understand. <laughs> I don't want to waste it's it. Not on, I don't want to waste yeah. it. I, I don't want to eat that stuff. Although occasionally I do like, like our middle of the road brand here is Kemp's. I don't know if that has a big national, um, pro- like Edie's probably yeah. same yeah, yeah. sort of quality as that. And yeah. I do love like an old fashioned New York vanilla with hot fudge sauce from yeah. that. And that's pretty cheap. But in general... The more expensive, the better on ice cream. Oh, God. (laughs) I think I have half a container of butter caramel down in the fridge right now. So I think I might have have to to get after it. (laughs) That sounds really good. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. What were we talking about? I know. Oh, <laughs> I feel, I feel kind of sticky. <laughs> Anne's like floating away in an ice cream bowl. She's like, goodbye. Uh, see you later, guys. So we really need to end the show yes. now, and it's yes. not because Fella needs to get fed. <laughs> no, All right. Anne needs to get fed. <laughs> Question of the week. What are you unreasonably cheap about? I could have gone for what do you spend money on, but I no. think that the unreasonably cheap yeah. has the potential for some really interesting answers yeah. to it. So I want to know, what are you like, nope, uh, 
replace your sponge more than once a year? I'm not made of money. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to do, though. And you have to unwrap it and start anew. Ugh, no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. All right. I can't wait to hear what cheapskates you all are. Um all right, moving to tea, she recommends. I just finished this book that made me laugh and reminded me of myself. I never am like, I'm, I want to write into this person um, and be like, we're just the same, but I kind of wanted to do it with this. Um, it's a book by um, Danny Pellegrino, who is a podcaster, and I, I do listen to his podcast, Everything Iconic, which is about Real Housewives, basically. But he's <laughs> very funny, and what I like, uh, he is the only solo podcaster that I can listen to. He has a very charmingly Ohioan... Ohio, Ohioan um, voice. It's very uh, that. But I think he's really funny. But his book is not really about... um, It's not really about Real Housewives. I mean, he mentions them, obviously. But it's just about tales of growing up and, like, coming out and all this. But there's a part where he talks about... And I was not upset. I've never seen this movie. But he was obsessed with the movie Judy, like the one with um, Renee Zellweger. And he, like, kept bringing it up. And his boyfriend said, "You like, you have to stop bringing this up. We can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> and he went to dinner with his his boyfriend and, like, his boyfriend's boss and, like, some other people from his company. And his boyfriend was like, you cannot bring this up at dinner. And, like, if you – and they, like, made this bet. If he brings it up, then Danny would have to, like, make dinner every night for a month or something. And he said that the the, the conversation was so boring that he kept trying to bring up, like, <laughs> ancillary ways of bringing it up, like, <laughs> just humming, you know, like, Judy songs. And anyway, I thought it was really, really funny because I find my – self like wanting to bring things up that nobody else wants to talk about um anyway it was very sweet it was like a six i mean as far as listening it was like a six hour commitment and i kind of bobby similarly to you this week i had to do this stupid thing that i could have shoveled out to somebody else but everybody else was unwilling to do it and it's technically you're, you're the only sucker uh, yes and i was like it needs to get done and nobody else mm-hmm. wants to do it so i'm just gonna fucking do it it was replacing leasing boards and it's not it's it's Nothing, but it was one of those where it's going to take, it was something that was going to take longer than it should. And so I just popped in the audiobook, and honestly, it turned out to be delightful because I was alone listening to a book that made me laugh. So how do I unremember this by Danny Pellegrino? Very good. I saw Danny Pellegrino for a minute and I thought, wait, is that the, who's the boss kid? No, no, but you know what? Danny, That's Danny Pinotaro. Um, Pinotaro. <laughs> um, you can see my confusion. Obviously. Um, and Danny Pellegrino was, I don't know if you still listen to it, but he was on Keep It last week. Um, oh, I haven't listened to it yeah, yet. He was on it and he and Ira, like, I think are old for, and they like to talk oh. about Real Housewives. So they're like old. It was like a big old gay show that week. Oh, so look at that. Yeah. I'm behind. I'm yeah. going to keep it. Yes. He was making the rounds. So that is my recommendation. I think that means it's time to get involved. Our web show, website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can visit our Facebook group to post your answers to our question of the week or vote for your favorite cereal or get mad at us about the matchups. Do whatever you want. Our show Twitter is at TSheShow. You can email us at TSheShow at gmail.com. You can send us a voice memo by recording it on your phone and emailing it to that address. Or you could fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Thank you for joining us. And that was everything about our splurges and our spends.
Yeah, really, the sponge unlocked me. I was like, yeah, there are times where I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> or like shampoo. Actually, one my college roommate said her mom used to put water in shampoo. I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with dish soap. Well, yeah, because that's that like until just now. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, I will make this work. Another yep. thing I splurge on, I use a lot of foil. Foil something <laughs> I, I I use a it's mostly because I'm lazy, and when I'm, like, roasting vegetables, I don't want to always wash oh, yeah. it. So I get the heavy-duty aluminum foil and just line the bacon Heavy-duty makes it so much easier. <laughs> Heck, yeah. And I'll see Dave putting it in the dishwasher, and I'm like, why are why are you doing that? Just let it cool down. It's fine. It's <laughs> barely been touched. <laughs> oh, we just put well, them right back under it. the oven if we don't yes. need to wash them. No, I'm like, don't <laughs> put it. it back under there. It's fine. That's why I had to scrub the baking trays because Ugh. I had done that one too many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's Nothing fine. got on it. 